Hello, my friends. This is Donna. In today's episode is The Shift and Ascension, Part 2. Let's start off by talking about how this information that I'm sharing here is really for the sole purpose of helping you navigate some current and upcoming events. Having understanding about what is really going on from a higher perspective and how things may happen, some some big significant things may happen here in the near future, uh, will hopefully allow us to not only enjoy these events when they happen, but also to be a pillar of calm and light for those who need it around us, because there will be a certain amount of chaos and confusion (laughs) by the very nature of big things happening. Most of you who are listening are advanced souls, regardless of your human age. And you already know, you already feel that something very unusual is going on. So I am just here sharing what I know to assure you that our current and our future events are not something to be afraid of. They are not something that we need to have any amount of fear around whatsoever. Some specific upcoming, what I would call phenomena, has been seen and experienced by quite a few QHHT clients during their sessions and shared by the QHHT practitioners as a sort of heads up. So there there are enough uh, data points or puzzle pieces from widely varying sources that I now feel it's becoming important to share it. In my own recent session, in fact, I experienced what is being called the event, and I will explain what that is and more about my experience a little later. I do want to acknowledge that as our world becomes more and more intense, it is easy and very common to become fearful or confused or even just to want out of it altogether. I talk to a lot of people who come for sessions as well as other light workers and advanced souls that have these exact same reactions and experiences and feelings. So I just want to acknowledge that that is there. However, it's very, very important to remember that we came here to witness and experience and contribute to this exact time. We each chose this. And then, yes, we promptly forgot our choices after we incarnated, but we did choose this. And the information that I get and a lot of us get time and again from higher beings is that if we humans could see all this, (laughs) all of what's going on from outside the human perspective, we would just laugh that it is not all serious and hard like it seems. So... I'm here to tell you, uh, and it's very important to know, that this ends well. That any pain or sorrow during the process is akin to birthing pains. This is truly a joyous and positive and incredible time to be alive on this planet. So just tuck all this knowing away into your consciousness and go about your path in life, shining your light and spreading kindness and hope and all that good stuff, and try to enjoy every minute of it. Whenever life starts to 
life starts to feel hard to me, what's a helpful practice that, that I use is I imagine being on the other side and looking back on this lifetime and really just feeling proud of myself for being brave and finding balance and taking risks, making changes and finding joy in all of it. Somehow, this perspective keeps me saner (laughs) and has given me the courage to do some outstanding and difficult things. So let's jump in. Let's talk about the likely phases of the shifting and the ascending process. First of all, it is likely, (laughs) probable, that we will each have unique experiences of the shift in the ascension. There will be similarities, but we're told that just like any other human experience, we will each have our own process and our own reality and our own experience of the actual events as they play out. For example, most of us as human beings eat and work and make love and play and die But yet we experience the same things very, very differently based on our beliefs and our fears that our conditioning created. Some people absolutely love to work, and others think it's the absolute worst thing (laughs) in the world. Uh, Many, many people fear death, while some others are very fascinated by the whole concept and the experience of death. Some of us absolutely love excellent food, while others think of food as just another expense or a chore even. So keep all this in mind as we talk about the large-scale events that we're told will be occurring during this shift in ascension process. The event, the event, let's talk about uh, what is being termed or titled the event. From NASA and higher beings and thousands upon thousands of sensitive humans, we know that there are waves of energy sweeping over the earth at this time. There have been for a little bit, but especially now in 2018, it's all ramped up. There have been waves of intense high-frequency energy that have been coming from the sun. The sun basically works as the distributor of the universal energies within our system. So, and if you look up solar flares just online, you'll see that they are happening at at such frequency and intensity that they're now being referred to as solar storms. Also, in our larger yuga orbit or yuga cycle, our entire solar system is passing through a part of the galaxy of very intense and higher frequency energies as well. So that's where these, uh, these waves of energy that I'm going to be talking about are, are coming from. Some of them are just an area of the universe that we're passing through. Some of them are actually coming from the center of the universe via our sun then to us. It's being said that there will be three main waves of very high frequency energy the Earth will encounter. The first one we have already experienced It happened on Easter weekend of this year by several accounts and was really barely noticed, except for those very, very sensitive to these energies. 
The second wave will be soon. <laughs> and uh, I laugh because I'll talk to you a little more about, um, about predictions and timing of stuff. Um, the second wave will be more noticeable, but will still not be sensed or known by everyone. And I believe it will manifest primarily in some major earth disruptions when, when that occurs. The third wave is what is being called the event. It's said that this one will be a big, big deal because it will be known. It will be seen and experienced by everybody alive on the planet. Now, here's my disclaimer on timing. <laughs> uh, this whole shift process and even these waves of energy had the possibility to happen way back around the turn of the millennium. And then again, around the end of the Mayan calendar, calendar in 2012, and probably many times in between. But because we have set this world up as a dual system, as this sort of game between so-called good and so-called evil, there is an opposing force to these things happening. I like to think of the two sides as control and freedom. It just makes more sense to me that way. Control has so far thwarted freedom in making this shift fully. This shift will happen, definitely. It's a foregone conclusion. But when has about a trillion or more moving parts to it. So even the higher beings can only really tell us what the plan is, and the plan is in a constant state of flux. So there you go. There's the disclaimer on when. <laughs> Here is a little bit about my own experience of this energy wave during my last QHHT session. I was, was actually in my own bed here at home, and it was nighttime, and I had awoken because my body was tingling all over, and I knew, I just had this knowing that this energy wave was coming, was on its way, and that, that's what the tingling was about. And it was a mist, is what it looked like. It looked like a mist that rolled very, very slowly around the entire earth until it enveloped the earth. And then once it started to get light out, and I actually saw what it looked like, it was colored, and the color was an almost a smoky orange and yellow until the sun rose and hit it, like when the sun got high enough and the actual sunbeams hit this mist-looking stuff. Then the sunlight seemed to sort of activate it, and it turned into, became this beautiful array of iridescent colors. Like, you know when you blow bubbles and they reflect the light in a lot of different colors? It looked kind of like that. And this layer of mist was probably around like six to 10 feet tall. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like a fog where you couldn't see the end of it. It was just this mist, I mean, just a layer on the ground. And I could see the sky and the trees and everything like that. So once it was activated by the sun, then I went into this state that was almost unconscious, um, where I just wasn't worried about anything. It was just like this almost, um, I want to say almost blissed out state. I wasn't thinking about what was happening, and I wasn't even thinking. I was just experiencing this. 
and the energy mist was sinking into and permeating everything and everybody on the earth and the earth itself. It was renewing or returning all matter to its optimal state of being. It was like this energy mist was reprogramming every bit of matter down to the most subatomic particles, which we're told is information anyway. <laughs> so that makes sense to me that they can be reprogrammed. Um, but but that, that's what, it's, what it was doing, was that it was just going to, uh, into this reprogramming or renewal of everything. In addition, and that's the end of my experience, okay? But in addition to renewal, these waves are for the purpose of cleansing the lower energies from the planet. So what that means is that those who are of negative orientation will die and they'll reincarnate somewhere else to continue on their path. So this isn't a judgment. This isn't a punishment. This is simply a, it's a cleansing and a renewal of the entire planet and all the species that are on it. And those who have in the past been allowed to exist, coexist here, are no longer going to, energetically speaking, be able to be here because the frequency is just going to be too high for them. So those with large percentages of negativity, but they're not necessarily negatively oriented, will be pretty uncomfortable in these higher frequencies. And they will have several choices of what to do about that. They can either, what we would say, maybe awaken and begin to do things to raise their own frequencies to match <clears throat> what, what the earth has at that time, or they will eventually leave. And when I say leave, um, they'll probably you know die and then reincarnate somewhere else. Or there might be a few other choices that I'm not going to talk about at this time because those, those are whole other subjects, okay? <laughs> But it will be more and more unbearable for those who have large amounts of negativity in them to live in after this event happens. Here's an example of this. Take a person who absolutely loves war. They live for war. Um, the thing that interests them most about life is war. They are not particularly going to like it when the armies of Earth, one after another, are abolished and the countries begin working together and opening their borders and serving each other instead of fighting for control and resources. So if there's not going to be any more war, people like that will become depressed and eventually will go on their way in search of other places that still can offer war and things like that because that's what they want to explore or experience at this time. So the negative and controlling people will literally die off so that they can go to a place that offers what it is that they want. Now, we are enough into this shift and ascension process that it's becoming clearer and clearer whose experiences are of the old earth mentality, so to speak, and whose are of the new earth mentality. Everything that is happening now and everything that will happen can either be seen as calamity and chaos, 
Uh, or they, it can be seen as the needed breakdown, breaking apart and abolishing of the old systems and the old structures and even the, the hierarchies that have been keeping us stuck. Here's an example of this concept. Preppers. Preppers are people who so firmly believe that an Armageddon is coming, that they have created underground bunkers and stocked them with food and firearms and and survival things. And now I'm not saying that all preppers will only see calamity, but if you are someone who is pouring all of your thoughts and your fears, your time, your money, your energy, and your beliefs into this type of a scenario, you will most likely get this scenario because we create our reality with our thoughts, our beliefs, and our actions. So whatever we actively expect and believe will happen seems to happen because that is the filter that we put on all events, regardless of what those events actually are. Does that make sense? So preppers might see what's coming completely differently than light workers who have a higher perspective. So besides clearing out the negative and controlling energies, these waves of high frequency energy will also serve to strengthen those souls who are ascending, who are uh, ready and getting ready for the ascension process. The energies will download totally new programs to our very cells, improving and renewing our bodies. The information will affect both our conscious and our unconscious minds uh, so that they support us and help us create totally new systems of love, based on love, in our cultures, our physical cultures, and our world. So remember when we've talked about with quantum mechanics and how when reduced to the most subatomic particles, everything, all matter is actually made of information. I just want to remind, remind us of that again, <laughs> because that's how this is all working together. The energy waves are going to reprogram all this information that all the matter is made of in our world. Something else that we are going to see happen whether it is before or after this event, this energy wave, is there will be increasingly major, major disclosures. Systems and species and governments that have been controlling humanity on a very broad scale will begin to be revealed. Charges will be brought against many individuals and corporations and governments for crimes against humanity. And we will meet incredibly loving and advanced sky people, which yes, that means aliens. I just prefer the term sky people. (laughs) And we will learn that humanity has always been in contact with them. We will learn the truth of religions and how they have distorted our history and our concepts of God or good in the name of societal control. We will learn that humans have been traveling in space for quite some time and colonizing other planets. We will learn things about pharmaceuticals, including vaccines and flu shots and 
uh, drugs that will probably outrage those who have defended and prescribed and used them for so long. We will learn that there are cures for every single one of our diseases that have actually been withheld for a long time. And that there are technologies and clean energies that have also been withheld for quite a long time for, of course, purposes of greed and power. So with all of this disclosure, and there's much, much, much more, that's just a a quick, big overview of, of what some of those disclosures will be about. If we can get over our rage, maybe, (laughs) at how much further along we could all be by now, these disclosures will be truly wonderful because they very rapidly will improve our daily lives. So here's what we can do once we get past the the disbelief, maybe, and the anger phase. (laughs) We can forgive, 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 forgive. It is the only way to move forward instead of wallowing in the muck of the past. Remember, we all had a hand in creating this dark, dark game. We've all contributed to both the dark cycles and the light. And we full-on chose every bit of what we each have experienced. There are no victims here and there are no accidents. So once we have forgiven, relax. We can relax into the new ways of living, which brings me to the next point. New systems will emerge. Now, I'd like to believe that we will get it right on our first tries, but because we're human, we may not. What's important here is be able to let go of disagreeing with something new just because it's new. This fear pattern has kept us stuck for a long, long time, yes? So instead of labeling something an ism, for instance, maybe we can let these new generations build something that we haven't had the capacity or the imagination to build before. I'm seeing some incredible trends as the millennial generation moves into their 20s and their 30s, and it is absolutely outraging the older generations who want to, quote, go back to the way it was before, unquote, which I guess means going back to doing all the horrific things that are now being uncovered. (laughs) Things like the oppression of women, slavery, elitism, destroying earth, the exploiting and raping and warring that has happened all for the purposes of greed. I mean, what else is back there? (laughs) Pretending that all of this wasn't happening on a huge, huge scale or pretending that it wasn't really that bad? No, thank you. I was there and it was worse than most of us want to face. So forward we go. Even if we try a whole lot of things and fail at some of them, I believe 100% in our new generations because they are smarter, they are less willing to slave away for profit, they are more sensitive, they are much more in love with the earth, and way less controllable. I love it. Let's move next into 
talking about how to prepare ourselves for the event and the shift and the next dimension, ascending into the next dimension. The number one thing that we can do in preparation is to meditate. This is the most important by far. And if you're only going to change one thing, for sure, let this be it. This is the universal response from all higher beings that are being channeled and from all higher selves from QHHT sessions. When asked, how can we raise our personal frequencies or otherwise prepare ourselves to transition into the next dimension? This is the universal response. Meditate. (laughs) So I was thinking about in depth, you know, why? Why would this be such a big, big deal? And I really think there are several reasons why meditation is incredibly important for us right now. The first reason is the expanded ability that, that we will have to use our minds in the fifth dimension means that we won't be able to go there. We won't be able to be in, in that fifth dimension until we have some modicum of awareness and control over our own minds. Because in fifth dimension, our thoughts can instantly manifest. That's part of how fifth dimension works. So it would be dangerous if we don't know how to monitor and direct our thoughts, our own thoughts, what's going on in our own heads. Most people have no idea what their thought processes are during most of the day until they begin some sort of mindfulness practices. Meditation brings awareness to our habitual thought processes and the mind's fallibilities that are based on our faulty programming and our resulting belief systems. So with meditation, we can begin to train our minds and then even consciously direct our thought processes and eventually resulting in different belief systems or less belief systems even. So meditation is pretty much a way to change uh, programming, our inner programming from outdated mind programs to intentional new programs that actually evolve us. Number two reason why meditation is so important is what we believe determines how we show up in life from our actions to our words and, of course, our thoughts. I know I've said this twice already, but I'm going to say it here too. (laughs) Remember what quantum mechanics discovery has been, that we are all actually made up of information. The information that we allow or that we seek determines what we believe, which determines what manifests into matter or into our realities. As children, we each absorbed all verbal and nonverbal information that was around us like little sponges, and we formed our human belief systems based on that information that we took in. And many people never actually seek higher, better, or truer information than what their parents had. So their generational belief systems are actually keeping them stuck. Meditation gets us quiet enough to see what our own belief systems are and begin to open to all that exists outside or beyond our beliefs. You don't even have to go outside of yourself for this whole process. You don't need to read more books or find a guru or attend more workshops. At your core, 
you are connected to the universal knowledge and you have access to your higher self, which will guide you on your seeking path once you determine to be on a seeking path. (laughs) Meditation basically helps you get outside of your limited ego self, which is the personality that's living this lifetime, and to step into your more expansive true self, which is more your soul self. Meditation literally creates new neurons in the brain, in the physical brain. Uh, So it expands areas of higher intelligence and creates more connections, uh, synapses in the brains. It rewires our brains from survival or fear-based conditioning from human experiences to the whole higher self made of love. So yes, meditation very much makes you smarter and wiser. Okay, that's, that's meditation. The second practice, the second thing we can do to prepare ourselves for the event and the shift in the next dimension is to take care of our bodies, our physical bodies. The reason this is very important for this time is that our bodies are trying to adjust to the very rapid energetic changes. It's a big deal. It's very, um, it's very hard on our bodies. Our bodies themselves are changing at the genetic or the DNA level. So a huge focus of supporting ourselves through all this is supporting our bodies. The first way that we could do that is, of course, to eat better, what we take into our body. The quality of what we put into our bodies determines the quality of how it will feel and function. And what's best for each of our bodies is so individualized. So... Basically, I'm just going to say, you're going to have to learn how to listen to your body. (laughs) Listen to your own inner self or your intuition or your higher self for what it is that you need to be eating right now. And even things like supplements and, you know, all that stuff, anything and everything that we put into our bodies. For instance, I feel best being mostly vegetarian, not, not wholly. I still eat fish and things like that. Um, but mostly vegetarian with a high-protein breakfast and lunch, and then nothing after about 5 p.m. That's how I feel best. I also tend to need plenty of healthy fats, whereas my boys and my husband need at least three full meals a day, big meals, or even more sometimes. So it's just so individualized. I'm not going to tell you how to eat (laughs) or what to supplement with because we each need something different. Simply setting your intention to eat better and then asking for help and guidance and being present with everything that you do eat or drink will in and of itself improve and change your, your habits, your eating habits. As a general rule for everyone, this is, this is something that is true for everyone. Eat whole foods, which is to say foods that are as close to their source as possible, with no chemicals or processing done to them. No processed sugars. Processed sugars just aren't good for anybody. <laughs> and then, of course, eating a, a large amount of vegetables, fruits, and healthy fats. That's generally good for everybody. But to get more specific, you're going to have to listen to your own body. Also, drinking lots of water, and I mean lots of water, and making sure that it's good water. If you're on a city water system, it's not good water. They have to put uh, so much chemicals in there to make it what they would consider safe 
for people. So you can get a quality water filter. There's tons and tons out there. Or you can find a source of what's called Kangen water. That's Kangen with a K. Get more sleep. Our bodies and our minds are working very hard during these changes. So give them both more, more rest. Exercise. And I bet you knew I was going to say that. (laughs) Again, exercise is so individualized because some of us need higher intensity exercise and some of us need lower intensity. So do what it is that you are drawn to and what's fun for you, but do something. My best exercise is hiking and yoga. My husband's is uh, CrossFit style or HIIT workouts. Move your body regularly and just listen to your body on what is best for you. And then lastly, find a good naturopathic doctor. Most naturopaths work with the positive advancements of medical technology without using toxic pharmaceuticals or practices that are actually doing more harm than good. So find a good naturopathic doctor. Let's talk about clearing the emotions or the emotional body in preparation for what's coming. Trauma, addiction, or abuse baggage is going to be a major block if we don't clear it for what's coming. It is time to completely release the old stuff that we've been dragging around. And most of us need help with this kind of thing. So definitely begin to seek out help. Diana is going to share ideas for different tops, types of healing modalities in the episode on healing. But here's the bigger picture when it comes to this. Many or even most of the human DNA lines have negative generational patterns of some sort that have been developed and increased and passed down all through this last dark cycle, this last 12,000 years. Now that we are entering the light cycle, it's time to change those negative patterns. So a lot of us alive now on the planet chose the specific bloodlines or the DNA lines, the genetics, to incarnate into so that we can do this work of changing it. Going forward, human beings are still obviously going to be born from the current genetic lines. So we have to clean them up. We have to stop the negative patterns from going forward. Because the new realities will simply not support the lower frequencies of the past. So if you don't quote-unquote fit in with your family, or if you don't understand why you would choose such maybe abusive or unloving or unhealthy or even just difficult parents, now maybe you have a clue as to why. Perhaps you came to change the genetic patterning going forward. This is complex, big, big work, but don't worry. Your higher self is taking care of it with or without your human understanding. But here is what you can consciously do in this process. In addition to having simply this knowledge (laughs) that all this, uh, you know, uh, releasing of old stuff and changing of the patterning is taking place. Here's some other things you can consciously do. Focus on healing yourself. Forgive 
your family. Forgive those who have hurt you. Um, Forgive, 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 including the present all the way back to past ancestral stuff. Here's an example. Diana and I come from Native American bloodlines. So we have done forgiveness work with all of the historical oppression and the crimes against Native Americans, as well as the crimes and the patterns within Native Americans. We also come from an ancient line of dark powers. And it actually took five of us, all all of Diana's and my siblings, are also incredibly powerful energies of light. So it actually took five of us to stop that darkness from going forward genetically. And all, all five of us came to do this work in this bloodline or in this, this DNA line, which is pretty cool. So the past has to take its place as prior chapters of the story or prior chapters of our story even. Chapters that have been written and that we can accept as they are, that we can learn from and consider complete. We must come fully into the now. And this, of course, means forgiveness and then releasing every person and every event that hurt us, whether it's on a small individual scale all the way up to cultural, political, Um, even gender levels. I've had to do a lot of forgiveness around the masculine because there's been so much, you know, hurt that the masculine has been involved in in this dark cycle. What is most important is who we are right now, what is happening around us right now, how we are living right now. This is priority and this is where we put our thoughts and our energies. We are here for right now so that things will be different going forward. I hope that helps a little bit with the clearing of the emotional body. So to end with, I just want to reiterate um, kind of the big points here. What is the time frame for all of this? And the answer again is the first wave has happened of energy. The next two waves of energy will engulf us planned for this year in 2018, (laughs) subject to change. Second, Second point, will everyone be aware of this stuff happening? The answer is yes. We will all see it from different perspectives. Some will call it calamity and chaos because they tend to see any change through the lens of fear. And some will call it increased loving kindness and the truths of humanity Because they see it through the lens of love. And then there's going to be lots of us who will waver somewhere in between. So yes, everyone will know that big things are happening, but we won't all agree on what it is that is happening and if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Number three, how do we know that all of this is not just some sort of new agey bullshit? (laughs) Well, The answer is there is actually more written ancient wisdom regarding this shift, this uh, event, this shift, this ascension, than there is about any other single aspect of humanity except for love, except on the subject of love. Even our most ancient, so-called ancient texts that we have right now are really only a few thousand years old. And so they all knew that we were in the end times of this current dark age. 
And when we study the major religions, which rely mostly on the so-called ancient texts, they are all about the happenings of each age or each yuga cycle and about entering the next age or dimension. That's what I have for you today. In the next episode, which is going to be titled The Fifth Dimension Collective, that's part three of this little mini-series on the shift. And the next uh, part of this, Diana and I are going to share information about the group consciousness of those who are ascending and ascended. The group consciousness that is available to us for support in these current times. Your additional resources for today... There is a book titled Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain by Sharon Bagley. It's fascinating. It's all about our neuroplasticity and the discoveries about things like mindfulness training and meditation, uh, how they have physically changed the brain, the human brain. Another book, The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer, has a lot of things in it that support uh, many of these things I'm talking about here. And then if you look at any of Allison Coe's YouTube videos on the event, the shift and the ascension, you'll get to hear even more in depth a lot of this stuff that I'm saying. Allison Coe, that's C-O-E, is a QHHT practitioner up in Portland, Oregon, and she has been getting just tons of information about this. So it's fun to go and watch her videos. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, you can go to our author website, ddadare.com, if you want to leave questions or comments. And if you want to sign up for a notification of when Diana and I are going to release our books that we wrote set in Atlantis. That time is very, very close. We hope to do it by the summer of 2018. So thank you so much for your, again, for your time today. Many, many blessings on you and blessings on your day.